Welcome to Five O'Clock Leadership, everybody, with Brad and Rob. Rob and I live and breathe leadership. We coach leaders, we work with leaders, we aspire to be leaders, we're students of leadership. This is an opportunity for you to tap into our work with leaders. Welcome to the Five O'Clock Leadership Podcast, leaders. This is Brad Seitzma with Rob McKinnon coming to us from a storage room somewhere. Rob, where are you? Brad, this is in from. This is Studio B. This is recording Studio B. We're in today. Not a storage room. I know it looks like a storage room. No, this is uh, this is where I'm I'm spending hours recording the audible version of the book, Lead Like You Were Meant To, and. Um, you have to do that in a very, very, very quiet place, Brad. And so you've been doing more than just coaching, huh, Rob? Yeah, we're in the final weeks of getting ready for the launch of this book, September 1, Brad. It's fun. It's exciting. And uh, it's interesting to see all the parts come together. But I think the Audible version, we do want to mention that for our listeners today, because, uh, boy, if you like listening to podcasts, I think you'll like listening to the book version of Lead Like You Were Meant To. Absolutely. And uh, I've had a great chance to preview the book already. And it's going to be a real, real great book, Rob, and a book that I think anybody uh, who's in leadership needs to have on their bookshelf. So today we're addressing our final podcast on conflict. Uh, This is a frequent part of the life of leaders. And it's one of the reasons why we need leaders. But first, we're going to do a little review of our first two podcasts on conflict where Rob did a great job of laying this out and giving us a lot to consider, starting with the definition of conflict. Yes, the definition we're working with for conflict is that it is a serious disagreement, typically a protracted one. And uh, it's that second part of the definition that requires us to spend three podcasts talking about, Brad, the protracted part. And yes, there are two sources of conflict, substance and style. It's easy sometimes to confuse one for the other. Real conflict is where we're disagreeing over substance. We, we disagree with what the other person is saying. We're disagreeing with their point of view, their solution to a, a problem, their decision uh, that they're making. That's, a, that's conflict of substance. But the other problem that comes in there a lot is a, is a conflict of style, where how they are making their point how they are coming up with their solution, their tone of voice, their gestures, the look on their face. Those are issues of style. And Brad, the tricky part is that a lot of times where we think we have conflict of substance, it's really just a conflict of style. And uh, we can do something about the style part. And that's what, that's what we've talked a lot about. As a leader, what if there's conflict within my team? Shouldn't I be concerned? Well, we said that actually conflict is a sign of healthy teams. Great teams are made up of people with different but complementary viewpoints. So anytime you get different perspectives, you're going to have different ideas for solutions. So uh, frankly, conflict, short-term conflict is a sign of, of a healthy team that you've got different perspectives. So how can I better understand whether I've got healthy or unhealthy conflict going on? Yeah, so there's the cause of the conflict, which we referred to as the spark. And then there's the result of the conflict, the fire. 
and we talked about embellished stories, assumptions, and emotions make that fire of conflict grow and extend it out. Um, healthy conflict is conflict that's pretty short-lived because it's dealt with quickly in healthy ways. But unhealthy conflict continues and it grows and grows, even if it's growing under the surface and out of sight. Yeah, and you said that hierarchy can actually be a factor in conflict. What role does hierarchy play? Yeah, and this is one leaders in particular need to pay attention to because there always tends to be a power play in conflict. And the person who's in the power position can be blind to this, whether that's a person that actually has authority over the other one or they're a little closer to the source of power. But this doesn't mean, Brad, that the person who is not in the power position has the right to run away from conflict. They still need to engage it in a healthy way. Hmm. So no matter what, we have a choice if we sense conflict. As leaders, we can address it or we can ignore it. Why do leaders tend to ignore conflict? Is it because we think it'll just go away? <laughs> well, I think that's what we say a lot of times. Um, but having this attitude just tends to feed the fire. It, it extends the conflict and lets it grow. Uh, but we talked about five key reasons that leaders don't lean in or address the conflict. And this is where leaders need to get real with themselves. One, they, they might think it's my fault and I'm just not good at leading. And, and so they don't want to address the conflict. A second reason is it just takes too much time or energy. We got too much going on and, and don't have time to pause and do this. A third reason is I think that the other person will just get defensive and fight me and I'm just not up for the fight. And we refer to this as, you know, I don't want to poke the porcupine. Uh, a fourth reason is I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to make them feel bad by confronting them on the conflict. And five is kind of a follow-up to that is I want to be liked and they might not like me if I bring up the, uh, the issue that we have conflict about. Okay, so we can ignore it or, leaders, we can address it and enter into it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We went to one of the best sources we could think of for how to resolve difficult conflict. And where we ended up was the FBI hostage negotiation team. And we're going to share their tips. Whoa. Stay tuned, listeners. But first, a word. Have you ever wondered if you could improve your leadership by partnering with a qualified professional coach? McKinnon Leadership Group has a proven six-month coaching process that enables you to lead in new ways and have a greater impact with your team and organization. We help you know yourself better than you've ever known yourself before so that you can lead out of the best version of yourself possible. Our leaders report that the insights they gain and personal transformation they're able to make is like no other leadership development experience they've ever had before. We work top-down at organizations, starting with CEOs and their executive teams. Whether you're a seasoned executive or just rising into a new leadership role, if you have the desire, we can help you. Contact us today to schedule an introductory conversation and explore if now is the time to grow your leadership with McKinnon Leadership Group. Welcome back, everybody. Rob, I think we're all on the edge of our seat here. 
FBI negotiators to learn how to address conflict. What did you learn? Yeah, what was really interesting in the timing of this, Brad, is is over the course of recording these three podcasts, you know, conflict is ever with us. So there's a great article in the Wall Street Journal on June 14th. Elizabeth Bernstein is the is the author of this. And uh, we would have we would have given a lot of this, but it probably wouldn't have been as fun to talk about it without saying that, hey, actually, FBI negotiators use this stuff. Uh, with hostages. Here's what I want to give you. I want to give you this one word that hopefully you'll remember, and then we're going to talk about how we get to this uh, secret weapon, this one word I'm going to tell you. The secret weapon is oxytocin. Oxytocin. Let me tell you what oxytocin is, Brad. It's kind of fun to talk about. Oxytocin is something that we all have, okay? So you have it. The person you're in conflict with has it. It's a hormone that's secreted by the posterior lobe of the pituitary gland. It's kind of a, a pea-sized structure at the base of the brain, all right? So everybody, everybody's walking around with this. This oxytocin is sometimes called the cuddle hormone. How do you like that, Brad? <laughs> uh, or the love hormone, or this is the one I like best. It's sometimes referred to as the love drug. And get this, Brad. It's released when people snuggle up or they bond socially. All right. So we're going to focus Ooh. on that second part, bonding socially, getting along with coworkers, getting along with teammates, resolving conflict. FBI hostage negotiators will tell you that you use oxytocin to disarm the gunman. Think about that. Disarm the gunman. And how often does it feel like when you're in conflict with someone like they've got a gun aimed at you? And boy, you just wish you could you could disarm them. Well, this is the way to do it. And what you want is you want to work towards the person you're in conflict with getting a little hit of oxytocin. And when their brain releases this, when this gland releases this, they're going to start feeling a little more inclined to work with you and work through the conflict that the two of you have. Now, what I need to go back to is if you haven't listened to podcast number two on conflict, you might want to do that. Uh, we talked about some pairings, some, some words that interestingly go together when we talk about conflict. We've already talked a little bit in our review about long and short. Short conflict is okay. Long conflict, bad. We talked about accusation. That's a big part of conflict. But the pairing of that was the opposite of curiosity. And then we talked about the pairing of the seen and the unseen sources of conflict or the heard and the unheard. Uh, those tend to be the words or the gestures that we see exchanged with the person. But there's a lot more behind that, that they're feeling and thinking that we don't see or hear necessarily. And then the final pairing was this attitude of you and me you and me, uh, separate, all right? You've got your perspective, I've got my perspective. And right there, we're identifying division uh, between the two of us. So we wanna remember those pairings as we figure out how to disarm the person we have conflict with. And by the way, I wanna say here, we're not looking to manipulate. We're not even looking to have power or dominate the other person. This is a legitimate means of two people working through conflict. 
And once again, it probably goes without saying, but I have to say it. The conflict we're feeling in general in our country and in our society right now, all of this could benefit from people working to give other people a shot of oxytocin and starting to work together rather than go further apart as you and me, your way, my way. So how do we do this? How do we work towards helping this person get a shot of oxytocin? First of all, I want to go back to this pairing of short and long. Every leader should make it a goal to have short-term conflict. You're going to have conflict. We talked about that with healthy teams. But when it turns into long conflict, it's unhealthy and it's like a cancer in your organization. So don't run away from it. Don't just hope it'll get better with time, but be intentional about trying to make it short-term conflict. Address it as quickly as possible. Helping activate oxytocin. The way to do that is with curiosity rather than accusation. Rather than espousing my view and arguing my view and arguing why your view is wrong, try to open up with curiosity with the other person. Tell me more. Help me better understand. What, what has led you to this? What's in the background that has led you to this conclusion? There is all sorts of ways for leaders to be creatively curious and to try to better understand the other person. In that curiosity, what you're looking to do is unearth the unseen. You're looking to unearth what's in the background here. What is the emotion you feel around this issue? And you might not be able to come right out and ask that question, but you might, you might be able to say, boy, I can tell this makes you really angry. What is it that makes you so angry about it? Or, or you seem fearful. What, what's, what's got you so worried about it? That's another way to ask about the emotions behind it. The unspoken thoughts. What else are you thinking when you, you know, make your point or, or establish your position? What, what's behind that? Would you tell me more? This is going to begin disarming the person right away. They're not used to, they're, they're used to fighting you, especially if the conflict's been going on a while. And, and this is going to disarm them. And by the way, I want to address that last pairing. We are now moving from you and me to we. And any good team that's made up of good people that legitimately belong there in an organization, we should be moving towards we as quickly as possible. We don't need the internal fighting with one another because we got enough fights going on or enough things that we're dealing with in the outside world. So it should be us versus the world versus us versus one another. So we've addressed those pairings. Let me break it down, just these, these last steps, Brad, and, and let me just be sure this is succinct for you so it'll be succinct for our listeners. Ask curious questions, especially dig in on the things that you can tell they feel very strongly about. After you've asked, listen. Listen, genuinely listen. Listen with the objective of better understanding them. Listen with the objective of gaining new perspective that you didn't have before. And keep asking questions and keep listening as long as you need to, to dig down and get the unseen and the unheard exposed and spoken. Then, then, here, this is critical, after you've asked and listened, then to communicate back to them, and this is where we're going to get our hit of oxytocin, you, you say back to them, 
this is what I'm hearing you say. This is what I'm understanding about how you arrived at this. This is my understanding of how you feel about it. You are trying to verbalize what the person has said for themselves. And when you say that back to them, you close with these words. Is that right? And if you can get them to the place, if you've stated it correctly, where they're saying that's right, boom, hostage negotiators will tell you they just got a shot of oxytocin. And we started just breaking down walls and beginning to disarm the conflict. Does that make sense? What I laid out there, Brad, ask, listen, summarize, and then ask, is that right? It does. One of the things that I'm, I'm thinking about, Rob, as I think about coaching leaders in the midst of something like this is just really important leaders for you to take your time here. Mm. You're going to need to slow down a little bit. You can't just go through this point by point. You have to, you have to go slow. Listening requires your speed to chill out a little bit. Yeah, that's a great point. And and along with that, you, you might even want to just prepare the person because they're going to, again, depending on how long the conflict is gonna be, has been going on, they're going to come armed for battle with you if, if you're bringing up the topic. And you might just want to begin it by saying, we've been at odds on this for a while. I'd like to take a different tack today and see if we can resolve it. And, and it is going to take a little more time. Let's, let's, let's allow the time for that. And, uh, I, but I want to take a different approach and see if you and I can get to a different place on this. Absolutely. One, one last thing I would say there, Brad, is what we've done is we've broken through the conflict of style and we are now down to the nub of the substance. And as leaders, you're still going to have to work through that. We're, we're not talking about using this tactic to have your way. We're not talking about using this tactic to let the other person have their way. But what we've done is we've peeled back a lot of things where the two of you are in a much better place. You've stripped out the, the style conflict, and now you're in a much healthier place to work at the, at the substance conflict with the approach that it's us working to resolve this together. It's not me versus you. Yeah, this reminds me of the idea of building a third story. There's your story, there's my story, and then there's our story. And ultimately, what we want to do in conflict is to build the third story, the our story. Yeah, that's that's a great uh, framework. One last uh, tip I want to give to our listeners here is we're not suggesting that this is a, a panacea for every source of conflict. There, there have been whole books written on this that cover this in a lot more detail than we're able to here in the podcast. Two that we like especially are fierce conversations and difficult conversations. Both of those are, are a little bit older books, but they're good ones. It's all there. Uh, the nature of conflict has not changed a whole lot since they were written. So would encourage our readers to look at either one of those as a, as a good help for working on conflict. Well, there you have it, leaders. Rob's over-the-counter prescription for <laughs> oxytocin. Ask curious questions. Listen. Summarize their facts and feelings. And remember to find agreement around whether that's right, whether you heard right or not. Hey, we want to hear from you. 
visit us at fiveo'clockleadership.com. We want your feedback, your questions, even topics you would like us to cover. Again, fiveo'clockleadership.com, F-I-V-E-O-C-L-O-C-K-L-E-A-D-E-R-S-H-I-P.com. Reach out to us now. Welcome back, everybody. And now, mine and Rob's favorite part of our podcast, and that's Maddie's Take. Maddie, what did you think about today's podcast? Well, I think I have a film television recommendation for anyone that wants to see this kind of oxytocin FBI negotiation on screen, and that is the Netflix series on the events in the 90s at Waco called Waco. And I think they do a great job showing Gary Nessner, who's the FBI negotiator, most of the film, just using these exact same tactics, trying to really get to the heart of the conflict and use very psychological and very personal communication to absolve the conflict. And you can really see that at work. And I hope our leaders enjoy. Let us know if you watch and what you think. Sounds great. Thanks, Maddie. Hey, everybody, if you're enjoying Five O'Clock Leadership, let us know. Go to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Give us a four or a five-star rating. Your feedback helps make this podcast happen and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening, leaders. 